everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Private Suite Podcast interview series. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, and he goes by Vapor Memory. Hey, Andy. Thanks for having me. No problem, dude. How are you? I'm great. Um, really happy to be here. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. For sure, man. Thanks for coming. How's Florida? It's hot and rainy. Rainy, eh? So pretty much the same as it always is. Oh, it's always rainy? Huh. Well, during this time of year. True. Definitely. True. Yeah. It's raining here too, and I it was just super hot, and I'm like, I, I don't know, I kind of love it when it rains. It's like refreshing. Yeah, I'd love it if it wasn't so hot, you know? I feel like it's just so humid, especially like right before it rains. True. That it's not always it's not always as pleasant as I'd want it to be. Yeah, you go outside and you're just <laughs> soaked already. Like fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, I've never been. Gotta get. Well, maybe not right now. Actually, I hear the U.S. is going yeah, crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend traveling now. But <laughs> jeez. Yeah, the world is pretty crazy right now. Good thing we got wholesome things like this podcast. Right. Exactly. Put people's minds at ease for a little while. Give them an escape. Soak up the vapor memories. Yes. <laughs> All right. So a little bit about vapor memory. One of the best places, I would say, to find Vaporwave and to submit Vaporwave on the internet. Sort of a internet musical like library archive repository with weekly playlists, live streams, music videos, album premieres, singles, live streams, live events, mixtapes, like so much so check it out okay youtube vapor memory also on twitter and facebook and patreon i didn't realize until doing my research for this episode so check it out everybody yeah the uh the patreon is kind of a it's been a highly requested thing from a lot of people Uh, i've gotten a lot of feedback saying hey where can i donate where can i donate and yeah for for a long time, I was like, I don't need it. Like, don't don't bother. Um, but I I finally kind of succumbed, and I was like, all right, I'll I'll have a Patreon. If you want to give me a buck a month, I'm I'm fine with that. I usually I I typically use the money to uh, buy music on Bandcamp mm-hmm. to you know upload to the channel or play on the live stream. So it actually works really well in terms of kind of sustaining the growth of the channel and the archive so even a little bit of money just makes it kind of different you're like hey you know i have people behind me now i have to produce something yeah in a sense yeah um i don't necessarily do what i do for my patrons but it's like because it's all completely optional you know i don't really like advertise my patreon much or anything no and your youtube isn't monetized right like it's it's not really a monetary thing that i'm uh Mm -hmm. kind of that i'm doing this for but it's very appreciated because you know otherwise i i use my own money to to buy all this music or at least the music that isn't free and um yeah it's i mean it really it really does help the channel so i greatly appreciate Mm -hmm the uh, patrons shouts out to everybody that is a patron yeah uh do you have any perks <laughs> uh actually there's one perk yeah um if i can remember correctly i think there is a free download to the room 2814 mix when you um first subscribe as a patron so yeah. if you donate one dollar you get a free mp3 download of that um which is not available on YouTube anymore, unfortunately, due to copyright. 
Um, so if you want to hear it, you can do that. Um, I'd have to ask David himself if I could share that. Um, like if I ever wanted to just upload it to Mega somewhere and just share it. But it also has other people's music in it. So I don't know. Mm. Um, it is a mix. So unless, yeah. I'm not sure how that would go, but um, for now it is a Patreon perk. So yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, I wanted to ask you, how did you get into music? You listen to so much, like you have a last FM. I was scrolling through there a little bit. It's so cool. Last FM is still <laughs> around, man. You can really go and yeah. dive deep if pe- you know people still use it consistently. And man, you like it's not not just vaporwave. There's so much stuff on there I hadn't heard of. Some stuff I had heard of, which is cool. I'm, I'm into that. I'm into you know I can feel. I'm picking up what you're putting down. You could, you could say, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, where did your musical yeah. palette? start developing because it's so massive uh, i i appreciate that um the just to address the last fm uh the vapor memory last fm i only use for the live streams so whatever is scrobbled to there is what i played on the live stream oh, okay. um, it's not necessarily what i listen to you know personally on a day-to-day basis i do have a personal last fm um that is way more expansive, has way more, because I've had it since like 2006. I've been a you know yeah. long time u- user of that site. Fortunately, it's not what it used to be, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my love for music, I mean, that goes, that goes back to when I was a kid. I mean, it's always been something that I've used as, I guess, an escape. Um, it's the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, growing up, I didn't have like the best upbringing and like anyone else, we kind of get lost in our passions to kind of help us get through it. And that's kind of been my story. And, um, music to me has always been so important because I feel like, uh, it's the one thing that helps me relate to others. And it's like a connection I have with not only other humans, but like the universe itself. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's, you know, I mean, not to sound cliche, but it's, it's obviously a a huge passion of mine and has only grown like ever since uh, I've kind of, uh, I guess got gone on the internet and discovered communities that also love what I like and it's grown even more so I would say when I fell into the vaporwave community um, particularly with a lot of underground music in the 2010s because as you may know just from looking at my last FM I'm into a ton of kind of like 80s and 90s stuff um, that's kind of what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really paying attention to a lot of modern music until I fell into this vaporwave rabbit hole. And it kind of opened my eyes to like, wow, like there's a lot of exciting things happening on the internet in terms of music and art. And I really need to get involved with this. So that's kind of where it all began in terms of just, uh, 
uh, it's partly what how what spawned vapor memory right. in a sense yeah uh however i will say my passion for archiving goes way beyond way, way before vapor memory and vaporwave and stuff oh really can we get into that yeah for a moment yeah i would love to sweet because um, i i love it too archiving i have a 30 terabyte nas sitting right here yeah back in all my shit nice. yeah double redundancy <laughs> so um when i was a teenager i was really into marilyn manson that was one of my favorite artists growing up and there was a really strong online community back in the uh, 2000s that i was a part of and back in, I would say, probably 2006, once again, I uh, started my first YouTube channel. And it's actually called Seosin. Seosin. Now, it's did you words. like the band Seosin? <laughs> I did. Um, however, that's oh, no. not, it's not, well, like, it, it kind of is a reference mm-hmm. to it, but it's not a direct reference from me. Uh, it's actually pretty funny. Um, so, like I was saying, I'm, well, I've been involved in online communities for a while, and throughout the 2000s, I was on a lot of online forums, and one of the forums was for a band, and I'm sure you know them, uh, from first to last. Sonny Moore. Uh, Skrillex. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went through a, a little bit of a post-hardcore emo phase back then, when it was kind of the, the yeah. thing. And it's still uh, my favorite phase. <laughs> and... Um, there's an admin on the the forums that had the name Seosin, uh, exactly how I how I spelled it, and I basically just stole that mm. <laughs> and used it as my own moniker for um, the Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. community because I I thought it was cool and I knew I knew it was a reference to the band Seosin, which I also liked, yeah. but I just I just kind of thought it looked cool. You spell it and, different. S a y y o s y n. Right. All right. Um, so and that that was a YouTube and, channel that turned into a Marilyn Manson yeah. archival channel. Correct. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah yeah. Um, so I would upload like live bootlegs that I found on the internet. There was this site that had a ton of them that doesn't exist anymore. So Seosin is the only place you can actually watch that. And um, you know I had demos that were released you know that i that i got and it it was it was my first kind of uh like channel where i actually archive Mm -hmm. things um and i'd already always collected music you know i have a large digital collection um even back then i mean i grew up in the age of napster and was (laughs) collecting music even back then and um so Obviously, that kind of um, hobby carried into um, my interest at the time, which uh, when I fell into vaporwave. So um, here's the true archivalist question. Sure. Do you still have your MP3s from the Napster days? No, I don't. No. (laughs) I have mine, but they're on a dead hard drive in a drawer. (laughs) <laughs> so i'm gonna try and get them back someday I'm yeah i have a thousand dollars to dish <laughs> no i i mean back then i was pretty young so uh i've updated my collection since then and, and try to get 
things that are in better quality. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't have that stuff, but I, I do have stuff from like probably like 2004, 2005, like sitting on a hard drive somewhere. Mm-hmm. With who knows what actual metadata in them and bit rates could be all lies. Most likely. That was a thing back in the day. Or not even the right song. Getting it off Napster. Yes, I know. Uh, like LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> it was... <laughs> those were crazy days where I'd be looking up a song and it's like something like, I don't even know what the fuck it is. And ends up being like a, a band that I get into like three or four years later. Yeah. I'm like, oh, damn. It was that song? Like, yeah. Best connections. Yeah. I remember I loved... I was like a punker. I love the word rad. I still do. Super rad. rad. And uh, so I searched for the song rad, and there was a song super rad by the Aquabats. Oh, I love the Aquabats. So good. And and I had heard a little bit of ska, and then I heard the Aquabats, and I was like, what? And I got their whole disco, you know, it just like explodes because of that. That's that's, uh, the beauty of the digital, what's the word, way of procuring the music you know yeah digital beauty of online music discovery especially in the early days when it felt so unpredictable yeah there was more um chance to it sort of you were more willing to get a virus to get that song (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i was just looking at the uh the dream museum record stream is happening right now it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. He's just they're playing old car commercials and whatnot. And I know I was just chilling here. I'm doing some art for um, an album I'm working on, and I got kind of lost in the uh, the production of this artwork. And just listening to the background, and you, you remember like when you watch shows, how there's bumpers in between shows or during the commercials, sort of where they're just saying like doing car commercials or there's different announcers saying what shows are coming on next like you know simpsons is coming on at 9 30 and they'll play a little sound clip yeah like that shit was the best like not just being told what to watch and having all these different things like advertised in front of you in between what you're watching like not like an advertisement for a product like we're seeing nowadays but an ad for what's on the program later you never hear like our scheduled programming lately so yeah i just sounds like man you know that's what we need and that's what i fucking love about vaporwave like it just transported me back and i was like whoa king of the hills coming up next and then the simpsons what oh it's a stream right 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree. I feel like I haven't enjoyed a commercial in such a long time, and yeah. it was only through Vaporwave that I kind of found a another appreciation for advertisements. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, "Wow!" Like hearing this old, you know, what like you said, bumper or bump that or whatever. Yeah, it, it just brings back memories of watching cable television and. Uh, is you know very nostalgic yeah it's powerful stuff i don't i don't i don't know why like people uh, i don't know what this, the experience is like for people that didn't grow up with that like see what that is so they're seeing it maybe for the first time on these streams or maybe through youtube you know the deep rabbit hole of youtube archival uh footage but um yeah. it was just well, i think i think for them it it might be something similar uh 
I, I hear a lot of younger fans of Vaporwave talk about how they have nostalgia for something they've never experienced. Yeah, um, exactly. And, you know, while we, you and I may have experienced that, um, the nostalgia that we feel is probably pretty similar to what they feel because it's a time that when things were different and when things felt, in a sense, better uh, or more um, simple. And while they probably weren't, you know, um, in our minds, we like to think that. And people, younger people, have that same perspective of they look at the past and they're like, wow, like, you know, I was born in the wrong generation or something like that. Like they, they imagine themselves in a different time where, Sometimes, you know, they, yeah. things were just different from, from their realities now, which mm-hmm. can be hard to get through if, uh, if they're not happy with where they are. Yeah. Um, but also, but also just, you know, people, it's, it's really just about escapism, um, which is very much a part of what vapor memory is about as well, which is, you know, kind of getting lost in this world that you've, that you create in order to kind of get through the day-to-day grind of, of life, which right. can definitely be hard. And you mentioned escapism a little bit when you're talking about why you got into music. So that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I'd like to like emulate that within everything I do because, you know, a big part of why I even do this is because I, I do it for free and I, I spent so much time doing it. It's like, why, why spend all this time doing it? Um, what do I get out of it? And I think, uh, knowing that people get, you know, they, they appreciate vapor memory because for them, it is a way to kind of just shut off whatever it is that happened that day. You know, they put on an album, they relax, they wind down, they, or they discover something new and it takes them somewhere else. I mean, that's just music in general and art. And Mm. if I can make that more accessible for others, just like, you know, music did the same for me. And, you know, I, I just want more people to feel, (laughs) to feel what I felt, you know, and, and to feel what I feel on a daily basis when I put on a great record or, or listen to something that is, you know, uh, just that really resonates. Mm -hmm. So, I pre- we we all appreciate it so much. There's so much incredible vapor on here. Some of it, at least for a time, couldn't be found anywhere else. You have millions of views on some of these videos. So many artists from all over the spectrum of vaporwave. You have and one thing I absolutely love about your channel, and not to go on too much of a tangent. We're already on one now from the original topic. Oh shit. But, oh man! Oh, we're yeah. we'll get back there. Believe in me. <laughs> is and and if you guys haven't picked up on this, your listeners, please check it out. There's playlists. The work you put into your playlists is so phenomenal. I don't know how many people um, utilize them, but you have them for labels, different playlists for different labels, so you can quickly discover them all in one shebang. And a lot of them, you know, we don't know what happens with labels sometimes. Some of them go missing, and it's a great archival situation. And artists and um, years is a big one for me. You have, you know, 2010 era Vaporwave, 2011, 2012. So if you want to go back and explore those quickly, you can do that too on this channel. It's just like so many different ways to approach what you want out of vaporwave with this so 
I commend you, my friend. Oh, thank you. That's something I, um, you know, I actually take great pride in is the way I kind of categorize and organize the, uh, mm-hmm. the archive. It's, it's always been really important to me because I do it for my own music collection to kind of break things down in a way that, you know, if I'm looking up something up, it's like, it, it's easier for me if it's broken down by year, by artist, by label, you know, and, um, I, I'm glad that people, you know, could find that useful because I do as well as mm-hmm. someone who also uses the channel. Um, yeah. So, so, um, I just want to interrupt quickly and say, everybody check out the vapor memory discord server. If you use discord <laughs> and you're not already on the server, it's, <laughs> It's a pretty, it's a pretty popping. If you want to see what the ongoings are, all the happenings, uh, it's Vapor Realm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the Vapor Realm. The Vapor Realm. Um, so we'll put a link to that <laughs> in the description. There's a, I have a quick backstory to the to the origin of this server. All right. Um, it originally was not mine. Um, so when I started live streaming on YouTube back in. Um, late 2016 early 2017 i had a listener of mine um create this server for people who would like regulars of the the live stream chat and um they i don't think i joined the the server until like two or three months into the creation of it and there was probably like 50 to 100 people in it and um you know i I had never even heard of Discord back then. I was pretty new to it because I'm not I'm not too much of a, a gamer, I'd say, or at least not a modern gamer. Like I I grew up playing Nintendo and, and all of that, but never really heard of Discord. Um, but I thought back then, you know, I was like, oh, this is great. This is really cool. And the name Vapor Realm, I kind of just came up with on a whim because I thought it sounded cool. But also, it was um, came from the idea that Mike uh, four twenty twenty four seven, who is a moderator of my live stream chat, he I would consider him kind of like a a partner of mine in the channel, just because he completely runs this segment that we do every other Friday called Vapor Realm Live, where I allow members of the Discord to come on and just play whatever the hell they want. Um, kind of give, you know, the members of the Discord community a platform to share their music taste or play live or do just do whatever, you know. And um, the Discord was mainly used for these events and, and to kind of organize them. And uh, it slowly turned into this, like, large community that I didn't know how to moderate or, or deal with because it was never my intention to, to make such a thing. But it turned to something pretty special. Like, I mean, it has its ups and downs. Like, in terms of uh, just, it, you know, there's a lot of people in it and uh, my mods are, <laughs> aren't, like, actually, um, let's just say, like, they didn't really sign up to be mods to like, actually do the job. They kind of just got... Yeah, the, uh, the roles because uh, they're friends of mine or they're friends of the friends, and um, it's a little wild in there. But <laughs> the work can expand <laughs> like exponentially. 
I, no one predicted that it would like grow in popularity. It was kind of just a small hangout for people. And then all of a sudden it became like this public server, um, that vaporwave fans would join. And it's, it's definitely awesome. Like I, I enjoy it a lot. I don't really um, personally interact in it as much as I used to just because I'm very busy in my personal life and with vapor memory. But yes, I do post updates about the channel there. And, um, you know, there's, there's a great community there with a ton of my friends that I've made throughout the last few years. Mm -hmm. So definitely join it. Definitely join it. If you want to talk to uh, like-minded people who enjoy great music. Mm-hmm. we'll put the link in the description so everybody can and and get involved with vapor realm live please i've been uh promoting this thing for years now and it's still kind of this like little cult thing where <laughs> there's about like maybe 30 regulars but i see a lot of potential in this kind of thing that mike mike hosts you know he he really is like the um the brain behind all of it mm-hmm. um i came up came up with the name and we kind of brainstormed the idea, but he runs it every every other Friday. All you got to do is join the Discord. Um, his name is at American Spy, and just send him you know whatever you want, and he'll fit it in. And yeah, it's it's awesome. Nice. Like just yeah, I, I highly encourage people to get involved because it's a way to share your music i mean if you want to play an album that you just put out and can't get a hold of me because i'm terrible at, at reading my emails then <laughs> reach reach out to mike and he'll he'll play it on the stream and it'll be a way for people to to hear your music which you know we all want yeah that's the whole point of this okay so so everybody can hear that one more time <laughs> what is his name on on your discord server it's at American Spy. American Spy. Okay. Yeah, and does he have a Twitter? Uh, I don't think so. He's uh, a little okay. old school. What, what's the best way, I guess, I was going to say. Best way to get in contact with him is through, through, Discord, through Discord, I would say. And to get yeah. a notification that the Vapor Realm is live. Or Vapor Memory is live, sorry. Um, I guess just follow on Twitch. Obviously, well, it's on YouTube. On um, YouTube, rather. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, obviously the YouTube channel. Um, it's every other Friday at uh, three p.m. But I also post an announcement in the Discord when it goes live. So if you join Vapor Realm, like it's you know Vapor Realm really is the hub of this thing, mm-hmm. and it has its own text channel in there, so you can communicate with other people who are involved in this and. It's uh, it's a lively community in there where people are, you know, every other week sending in stuff. There's a lot of regulars, nice. so you can easily get involved um, through through Discord. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So let's rewind a little bit back to we'll go to the sure. musical beginnings, I guess, because I also want to talk about your discovery of vaporwave in general and how it sort yeah. of overcame you and consumed you over the years (laughs) all right um well my first exposure to vaporwave uh was floral shop believe it or not (laughs) my friend showed me um the album back in i think it was sometime in like 2013 i don't remember exactly when but uh it was 
he just showed it to me and he was like, dude, check out this meme. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And to him, it was just kind of like another like 4chan meme, which I was never really like a 4chan user. And I was just like, I didn't really know how to like interpret this. I was like, okay, yeah. uh, cool. Sometimes but, it's tricky. Yeah. I mean, the way he presented it was like a joke. And mm-hmm. I was like, I listened to, um, uh, I think it's the first track off of the album, but it could have it could have been the legendary 420 track as well. I don't remember, but I was like, huh, this is this is interesting. Um, I kind of like that it's meant to be kind of ironic in a way, or at least that's how I imagined it. So I thought it was kind of funny, but um, it wasn't until I kind of like went back to it maybe a few weeks later because I had noticed that it was um, actually becoming a pretty popular meme. Like I was seeing the album cover everywhere. I was like, huh, there's something that's making this pretty viral. Yeah. So I I, um, I, I just looked up Vaporwave. I was like, what, what even is Vaporwave? Because my friend did not give me a good explanation at all. I mean, he just kind of said like it's, I don't know. He said like it's slowed down music. That's like trippy aesthetic. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. So I um I looked at vaporwave, and actually the first thing I found was eyeliners, high fashion, mute music, mm. and I think that was the thing that made me really love this kind of music i found i was like wow this is pretty dope i really love album art i love like i love this fucking kind of midi like i don't know it's just something i never really heard before especially within that context and um i quickly discovered that there was a fuck ton of this stuff and i was like wow this this is like kind of growing like there is like a huge um kind of goldmine of, of weird anonymous music. And I, the whole idea of anonymous music was kind of foreign to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as as someone who liked to collect music, I was like, I need to like just start collecting all this stuff because um, I don't know. I just thought it was really cool to, to explore all this kind of slowed down music. Um, well, in the case of Eyeliner, it was – it wasn't even slowed down. It was original, but yeah. it still had that kind of aesthetic or style that felt very kind of, I don't know. It felt new at the time. It is not something I'd ever really exposed myself to. Mm-hmm. So, um, I quickly fell down the rabbit hole, um, got into like luxury elite and, um, uh, Vectroid's other projects and, internet club yeah. like all the all the classics eventually discovered um you know chuck person and i'd say like throughout 2013 i was mainly just running through all the classic stuff yeah and it wasn't i would say it wasn't until 2014 with um dream catalog where my love for it like really solidified and i was pretty much obsessed at that point Mm -hmm. specifically specifically with telepath yeah Yeah. (laughs) and um (laughs) and just all the stuff that um david was releasing at the time and i had no idea that it was all him so Mm -hmm. but 
Um, I think by then I had also discovered the other styles like Blank Banshee and St. Pepsi, things like that, Mm -hmm. which I really loved. But I think it honestly, it just wasn't until artists like Telepath and like what we'd call, I guess, dream punk now when I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this. This is like my favorite kind of music right now. I really saw the potential and what this could be with um, a label like that and what um, they were kind of representing at the time, which was kind of more of a serious take on Vaporwave, or at least in my eyes, like kind of a less ironic take. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it felt like less of a joke. And that really appealed to me because for, for, you know, my first year or so into Vaporwave, it did kind of feel like I was listening to some of this stuff ironically. But I think that kind of music solidified my love for it. And uh, the following year, you know, just all the incredible releases, not just in that, you know, Dream Catalog camp, but just everywhere, you know, Business Casual and uh, DMT Tapes, Florida and... Uh, God, there's there's so many so many labels, but yeah, beyond the road, Fortune Five Hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think 2015 was really the turning point for me, where I was. Um, I wanted to be more than just a, a fan of it. I wanted to kind of contribute in some way, mm-hmm. um, because it had really just uh, become such a big part of my life. Uh, especially when during that time I was going through a lot of like tough things and, and kind of dealing with my own like uh, problems with depression and all of that. And yeah, vaporwave was just like the ultimate escape. Yeah. Like once again, it just really made me feel like it was, t- it, it took me somewhere else and it was exactly what I needed at the time. And I wanted to give back to all the artists that got me through that period and kind of showed me, uh, kind of given, they gave me a new perspective on like a lot of modern music that was coming out and the potential for, you know, amateur artists. And because I, I had never really, you know, I had never put the time and energy into discovering new like amateur artists before it was you know always kind of the classics you know or or obscure gems and vaporwave gave me this new appreciation for the bedroom producer that i didn't have before mm-hmm. and um that's kind of like what inevitably led me to create vapor memory and uh like i said just kind of give back to this community that helped me through so much and um yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's really kind of the origin story for my um, my love for vaporwave. Great. So, yeah. I guess were you scouring YouTube and realized like, hey, some of these classic albums are being removed because I know you started with Echo Jams, Floral Shop, Computer Imagina, um, Bodyline, Ghosting, so, yeah. Midnight Television. So, I guess I I chose YouTube because I you know I used YouTube before to archive things with Seosin. Um It was just what I was familiar with, and I also noticed that none of these albums were on YouTube at the time. Um, I mean, some of them were, but a lot of them weren't. 
and I was like, man, like I would really love to hear these albums on YouTube because I, I use YouTube all the time mm-hmm. to listen to music. So, you know, part of it was just kind of me wanting this music on there so I could listen to it. Um, but also for other people who also use YouTube for music discovery to find it and enjoy it. And I guess at the so, time, like people, you w- you couldn't expect an album just to be on YouTube always and Spotify yeah, wasn't quite yeah. that big yet. Thing, things have definitely changed since then. Um, a lot of these releases you see in Vaporwave nowadays, you know, are on Spotify or are uploaded to YouTube, maybe because of me, but also because the artists themselves upload it um, because they realize the uh, there's an audience on YouTube for that kind of music. But back then, no one was, not a lot, many people were utilizing YouTube for that. Mm-hmm. And there really weren't as many out, like full albums on YouTube, like, um, yeah. in like vaporwave music in general. So I wanted to fill that void and just put as many as I could. And, uh, you know, at that time I probably uploaded like 500 videos within, um, uh, like six to eight months, just trying to like pump them all out. Cause I really wanted that to get it all out there. Yeah. Cause I had so much of it that I had been collecting over the years. I just really wanted people to hear this shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. And I thought it'd be cool, like, just like I kind of just stumbled upon this genre that was had so many artists and albums and seemed so kind of untapped and undiscovered. I felt like Vapor Memory could have that same potential where people would find this channel that barely has any views or any subscribers, but has like, hundreds of uploads of these full albums that are awesome Mm -hmm. and to just fall into this rabbit hole of of music yeah it's it's really a an awesome thing and reminds me of the early days of of uh music like we were talking about on the internet like the early music discovery with just fucking randomly finding something on limewire and it becomes your favorite band you know a few weeks later you had no idea you didn't even you know, look for that kind of thing. It just found you. Yeah. It does happen on YouTube, I guess, sometimes, but it's it's not the same. No, definitely not. <clears throat> so you've been live streaming for a long time, like a long, long time, three years yeah. now maybe. What do you think about all the live streaming that's going on lately, like this year? It's awesome. I love it. Um, I'm super happy, especially within like, uh, the last, you know, four or five months because of quarantine and, and COVID and all of that, people are utilizing live streams and, you know, they were doing it before, but I feel like now it's become such a necessity and I'm so happy to see it because I've always seen the potential in that and obviously um, inspired by SPF 420 and people that were doing it years and years prior to so, you know, before Vapor Memory was even an idea, you know, people have been doing that and I've been a part of it and um, I I wanted to contribute to that and, and kind of, uh, you know, I, I'm happy to see that it's, it's becoming more popular, it's becoming more accessible, like all these live shows have been so awesome, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really happy to see that particularly the Vaporwave community is... Uh, 
just so on board with with doing these shows and and making them so frequent because it really it it just uh and i hope people realize just how much people get out of that just this bringing the community together you know watching these shows and mm-hmm. enjoying all this music you know as a as like a family you know it's yeah. it's really it's really a beautiful thing and i'm i'm happy to be a part of it and i'm happy to see that others are hopping on that that bandwagon yeah. it's great yeah man i was thinking about it the other day it's like you get home from a hard day at work you get you pop on the sofa get your tv dinner get the remote control turn on the tube <laughs> check go to channel five see what's on the programming and then you got all your friends just showing up beside you and they're like yo man let's all watch this together yo let's hang out it's like yeah it's the most beautiful thing like i don't know it makes me cry and smile i don't know it's, yeah it's it really it, it unites you know so many music fans together and mm-hmm. i think that's so important in a time where people kind of just feel so alone uh you know we're all trapped inside and uh to to have like a because you know a lot of these events could have happened in 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 real life in person and that would be just as great but them being online gives so many more people an opportunity to participate and get involved all around the world yeah and i think that's what's really cool is that you'd have you know, people in, in several different countries all coming together and enjoying it and all these different time zones. And mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, it's something I like could have never imagined 10 years ago. And it's a reality now. It's so normal now. Different, it's really cool. Different languages. And yeah, something I was thinking about. Another thing I was thinking about the other day is what's cool about the live streams and unique is that. <laughs> When you're at a concert, and I, th- I said this on the show actually, uh, so forgive me everybody that heard this, but you're you're with your friends, you're listening to the music, you're looking at the stage, you've got your beer, you go over to the bar, whatever, you're walking around. And it's so loud and you can only talk to so many people, like you can barely hear the friends that, that you have beside you, mm-hmm. let alone all the people in the crowd and the audience around you and in the venue. But online, you can really get into people's heads and understand you know what it is they're thinking and how they're experiencing the show and how how, what they want to contribute so it's it's a magical thing really yeah absolutely um that's a really good point uh at a live show i mean you don't go you don't really necessarily go there and everyone's like conversing like oh this is great you know everyone's kind of paying attention to the stage and you know, pulling out their phones nowadays and looking through a camera on their phones. And um, <laughs> I feel like in the online, you know, kind of live experience, I mean, the chat is, it's <laughs> its like everyone's in one room talking about how great and awesome this is. Like you can actually have conversations, you know? And that's definitely not something that can be done at a live event. Yeah. It's, it's it's totally different it's pretty meta too if you think about it because like at electronicon i was live streaming to our twitch and our youtube the show to people who were talking in the text you know and able to yeah to have all these communications probably communicating with more people in the chat than i was even communicating with at the concert but i was was, providing it to them you know 
Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, I know you were streaming. You did full sets too. Um, yeah. Some of the um, best, the best footage of those sets on the internet, actually. So, thank you again. Yeah, of course it was. It's a lot of fun to do that. Um, and yeah, I had the same experience. I mean, I was holding, you know, my phone up and and seeing the chat on the screen and they were having like full blown conversations and like yeah. interacting with each other while I'm watching, you know, telepath while everyone, you know, in the venue or, um, is completely silent, you know, holding up their crystals. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, people in the chat are arguing what the best so telepath true. album is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it was awesome. Like, um, and you got my, to my arms were both. Yeah. Yeah. My arms were really tired by the end of it all, but yeah. <laughs> and you it did was, multiple sets, 40 minute sets. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm going to do that again. Um I might record maybe like a few songs from each set or something next time. Uh but these recording full sets all throughout the day is really it's a lot of work. Um it and, is. While I, you know, Electronicon 1 and 2 were some of the best days of my life, but um, I think for Econ 3, it would be a little more rewarding to kind of take some more time for myself and just kind of like dance and, and, you know, talk with people and not focus too much on like, oh, I got to, got to run to Vapor set. I got to record a set, you know, and yeah, I'm here to work. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because they're like once in a lifetime opportunities, right? You don't want to, exactly. as much as you want to archive that stuff and provide it, like private suite, you know, we kind of were into that same sort of realm. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yo, like maybe I should experience that and be more in the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is what I like to be I mean, when I'm at a time. live event. Yeah. Um, I. You know, I don't usually, I'm not usually the type of person to like pull out my phone and record a whole concert. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm usually the one in the pit moshing or (laughs) dancing, dancing my ass off and just having a good time. But I felt it was for, for those two events in particular, it was important to broadcast what I considered to be pretty big historical moments in, in the scene. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I knew a ton of people wanted to see you know, all of it happen in real time and not have to wait for the recorded versions that would come out months later. So, yeah, it's all, it's yeah. like so many people are missing out and having that FOMO, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to, that. yeah, I wanted to help out those people cause I could only imagine what it was like. Cause I, Oh my God, I had just the best time at those festivals. Mm-hmm. It really was uh, some of the best shows I've ever been to. Even th- like traveling sucked. I took like a nine or 10 hour bus there and 11, 12 hour bus back. Uh, a lot of it sucked, right? But looking back, yeah. even those moments make me smile. Like the grind of like curling up beside the lady I'm sitting on the bus with, like on the floor trying to sleep around the corner and not get stepped on when someone walks by, you know, like <laughs> all this brutal stuff. And it's yeah. just like it, it, the the effort to make it there made it even more worthwhile. Definitely, uh, I had similar experiences. Oh yeah, I came from Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, a, that's I, a long one. 
Yeah, and I, I brought, you know, for the first one, I brought um, some friends who weren't really, they were pretty new to Vaporwave, and they weren't, like, super into it, but they yeah. knew about Vapor Memory, and, mm-hmm. you know, they they were about traveling to, to New York to have a good time, so. You drove up? We made, no, we flew. Okay. Um, but we spent, like, a few days before the fest, kind of, like, going around the city, trying to find somewhere to dance and uh it was it was fun we got into a lot of uh shenanigans interesting shenanigans yeah oh that's amazing man yeah so i it made the whole experience just that much more memorable yeah brooklyn was incredible yeah it really was so i want to talk about youtube a little bit youtube copyright more specifically and how fucking annoying it is to deal with (laughs) (laughs) and you may be able to shed some light on that i imagine yes definitely um so i I, for example i know a lot of the work you've put into your vapor memory account is no longer on youtube yes um so over the last few years youtube has changed quite a bit in terms of how they enforce copyright and how good the content id system has gotten Mm -hmm. in terms of picking up on these vaporwave samples that are in, you know, so many of these albums. And um, it has definitely affected the channel in a a big way. Um, Unfortunately, some of these albums are now back. Um, And it tends to be a distribution issue. Mm. A lot of these distributors, uh, when they first sign with the artist, they kind of uh, do this worldwide blocking of any content on YouTube that, you know, the artist, you know, uh, signs off on. And unless a channel has permission to upload it, or if the channel itself is verified as the artist, you can't share it. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, a lot of stuff that I had shared in the past that was totally permissible... Uh, even with the artist permission, gets taken down, and it sucks because no one no one wants that. Um, you know, I've had to work with <clears throat> many labels to get stuff back on there, and it really just came down to them reaching out to their distributor and being like, "Hey, Paper Memory shares our music. We give them permission. Please whitelist that channel. We want our our content on there." and it comes back Mm -hmm. it takes a long time uh and for some albums it took over a year for things that start coming back but wow um and that that's specifically for you know albums that aren't necessarily like sampled work um yeah but more like original stuff within kind of the paper scene classic style uh yeah, when when it comes to like the super sampled stuff that people just kind of take and slow down or whatever, um, that can be hit or miss. You know, sometimes it'll affect, um, it'll like send off the content ID system and it'll get taken down. Mm-hmm. Other other times, it it it's just simply monetized by whoever owns the copyright sample, and um, 
you know, obviously the channel itself isn't monetized, so that's not really a concern of mine or, right. or the art, the artists who put it out, the vaporwave artists, because you know most of the time these albums are free, and um, <laughs> they're uncleared samples, so it kind of just comes with the territory that you know if YouTube picks up on these samples, the <laughs> these uh, whoever owns that sample is going to get paid for the the views of that video. Yeah. Um, it gets complicated though when you uh, delve into the live streams, which has been just a fucking nightmare because mm. it's so unpredictable. It really is. Yeah. Um, for a lot of stuff that has a distributor attached to it, it you can't play full albums. Like it, the stream will get taken down before you even finish the album. So you kind of have to get creative on how you share music on a live stream. Um, because my usual format for years was playing full albums, just like, you know, my uploads, um, and which I feel works best for vaporwave listening to the full album. But, you know, like I said, you kind of have to get creative. Sometimes you you just play one or two songs from an album and kind of just like, I end up curating things a lot more, um, like song, song wise, instead of playing just full albums and yeah. Sometimes you have to end the stream and then start it up again so that it doesn't, it kind of resets the the stream and it doesn't get picked up as easily. Like there's little tricks that I've, that I've learned to kind of, to kind of get past that stuff. But even, even like about 10 minutes ago when we were, um, we were on break, I fucking saw that Vapor Realm Live, which is happening now, got taken down on, on YouTube. Because someone was playing something that made the uh, content ID thing spaz out, so it really is uh, unpredictable, um, especially when you're just allowing people to play whatever they want. Uh, Damn. And luckily, luckily, it hasn't affected the channel too much in terms of like consequences. Um, mm-hmm. I've gotten, you can get I've strikes, gotten like, right? I know you got one. Yeah. I've gotten, I got a community guideline strike for a Vapor Realm live session. Um, I think Mike was playing Mesh's uh, uh, Pharma album in full, and the stream got suspended, but the album itself kept playing. So if a suspended stream like keeps airing and doesn't stop and continues to play copyrighted stuff, you'll get a community guideline strike for um, like inappropriately using the stream mm. for whatever. I don't know the terminology exactly, mm-hmm. but uh, and yes, I did get a, a actual copyright strike in the past. However, that was for an upload. Um, it was actually for a Macross album, uh, an EP. Yeah. I forget which one exactly, but back in 2016, I uploaded it and you know checked YouTube one day and was slapped in the face with it. And back then, the consequences for a copyright strike were a lot worse. It has gotten a little easier because you kind of get. You get like a warning and then three strikes and then you're out. But back then you get one strike, no warning. And that strike takes away your ability to upload anything longer than 15 minutes. Right. And, and that's why the, you made uh, Vapor Memory 2, right? Yeah. Because um, that that ban on longer videos lasted for six months. And Jesus. I was like right in the middle of just uploading so many albums and 
I was like, oh my God, like, what do I do with all this? I just spent hours and hours creating all of these videos and I have nowhere to upload them. Yeah, like it takes a long and, time to compile the album and like render that shit out, right? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when that happened, it got me thinking. I was like, I, I really need to make a, a backup channel for this kind of thing. Because if it happens again, I mean, uh, I really, I just really need to have another another channel where I can just kind of go back to what I'm doing, just hop right back on the grind. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where Vapor Memory 2 came from. And uh, a lot of people think it's like a, a separate channel for like other reasons, like maybe more obscure artists go on Vapor Memory 2 or something. Yeah. That's not that's definitely not the case. It, it's just an extension of the main channel that I had to use when the main channel was affected and mm-hmm. I couldn't really use it like I wanted it to. Um, yeah. Maybe one day I'll I'll upload all of those videos onto the main channel, but for now it's just kind of a an extension of the channel. Yeah. And it's so yeah, annoying. Copyright, though. like the OCD copyright, is acting up. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, trust place. me. Trust me. I feel the same way. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I just want it all in one place, and <laughs> you know, like the the playlists themselves, like are, I try to add all the videos yeah. on bm2 yeah. to those playlists so it's like you only need to go to one channel to find everything but still. it definitely still annoys me mm-hmm. and um still something that is a threat every day like i kind of do this knowing that any day now like it could all be you know deleted and it makes me appreciate the moment a lot it you know during yeah. the live streams or, or when I upload, it's like, this could be my last live stream or my last upload, you know, everything that I do could, could be deleted. And while that really sucks and I'd be very disappointed, um, I'm just grateful for the impact that, or, or rather like it's the reach that it had and, um, how useful people found the channel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people have said to me that they discovered, you know, their favorite artists or Vaporwave itself from my channel, which is amazing. Yeah. So it's so awesome to hear that. And as long as that, you know, is reality and, you know, people, you know, get something out of the channel. I mean, if it's deleted tomorrow, I've already kind of uh, made, made my impact and I'm, I'm happy with that. And mm-hmm. obviously I have everything backed up. So, yeah, I know uh, you, you use uh, BitChute <laughs> as well. I do, yeah. That's that's more of kind of a backup site where if um, a video is blocked, I can at least share it on there so people can hear it somewhere. Um, now, how does that it work? Does, does it automatically upload what you upload to YouTube? So it does, but it's very buggy. It doesn't seem to upload everything, um, and it could be like you know many videos behind. It doesn't. It doesn't really work the way mm. I'd want it to. Yeah. Um, and I, there are times where I just, I made a video, I upload it to YouTube and it's just blocked worldwide on the spot. So then I go to BitChute and I just upload it there and, and share it in the community tab on my YouTube and direct it, people to that. Um, yeah. So at least people can listen to it somewhere and be exposed to it. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not a good replacement for for YouTube. There really isn't a good yeah uh, for sure alternative unfortunately no, i would not. say yeah. unfortunately yeah big time yeah so uh i noticed you have 
vapormemory.com, mm-hmm. the domain, but there's nothing really there. Were you planning <laughs> yeah. on making a site or? Uh, it's definitely something I had in mind for, for a while now. Um, I don't really have too much experience in, in web design and, and creating a site that would, uh, that I would want to use. <laughs> I just feel like th- you have so much offer and you're so passionate. Like you could really make a cool website and show. Definitely. Um, like, you know, I, I, go ahead. yeah, That's I, it. I, <laughs> I <ahead>. do. <laughs> Sorry. <man. Shut> out. <laughs> I definitely see like potential in that idea. It's just, um, I guess I get so caught up in, in the YouTube channel and like growing that, that, um, ideas like that kind of fall to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and knowing that sweet programmers out there listening, hit your yeah, boy up. Please help. Please help. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly need it. Um, but just knowing that, like a huge part of the audience that uses vapor memory is on YouTube. That's uh, so true, right? I, I think like they're already here. Just keep using that. Yeah, like directing people to another site to to uh, do what they already do on YouTube. Yeah. I just. I don't really see a point in it, which is why vapormemory.com just leads to my Tumblr, which is like a just where I like post some videos and it has all my links and stuff. It's not really something I ever use. Um, I did back, you know, years ago, but it's I don't know. I just I kind of just have the domain name so that one day if <laughs> if like the YouTube channel gets deleted, I, I at least have that and maybe I can turn it into into something cuz I do like I said I do have all this stuff backed up and mm-hmm. um I can kind of at the very least just list out everything that I've uploaded so that people can look it up or or find it. Mm-hmm. Just from like um a, a data scientist, data analytics point of view, you have such an amazing like inventory and catalog here. It's like an incredible database that like there's so, there's so many things that could be done with this giant piece of information, this repository. I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, being a little imaginative. I mean, I'd like to hope that, you know, there could be some use of it. Uh, there definitely is a lot of data to uh to explore and and kind of analyze and there's something uh, there there's yeah i mean <laughs> all the time i put into it i hope there is something there yeah i'm gonna think on that and get back to you so sure. um yeah I, I said before there's a lot of stuff missing from your youtube channel like uh the 420 vaporwave special live stream i guess you said live oh, streams yeah. are more ch- tricky but 72 yeah. hour geometric lullaby the vectroid live stream luxury elite celebration of uh, telepathic vapor 50k live stream special i remember all these live streams are gone is that just because youtube is way more picky about them or yeah essentially Fucking um, God oh damn a lot a lot of those live streams were in the golden age of of youtube live streams when it was a very brand new thing mm-hmm. and you know i could essentially play whatever i wanted and i did just that and you know some of those songs did get eventually flagged and then it just blocks the whole video yeah so it's it definitely sucks but um perhaps i can share it elsewhere eventually mm-hmm. i mean some of those some of those uh, videos don't even exist anymore just because the way I do live streams, I don't necessarily save every single one. 
Um, in fact, I, I don't save most of them because I kind of view the live stream as like very in the moment thing. So unless it's a specific event for like an artist or something, uh, I don't really see the point in saving it because a lot of the music that I play on the live streams is already uploaded on the channel. True. Um, and you know, the live streams I don't save are the ones that I do myself and it's just kind of me playing music. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously if it's like a, a guest mix or a live event where an artist, you know, is, is sharing their tunes, then we would save that and, those are the those are the uh, live streams that I would like to eventually put up on BitChute or something because uh, yeah. yeah there's a f- there's a few of them that aren't around anymore yeah well it's like uh, going to the concert right it's like no did you go to the Vapor Memory live stream it's like yeah I was there and the other person's like no I'm gonna watch it the f- person that uploads the concert from their phone on YouTube the next day it's like man that's not even close to the same thing. <laughs> be there in the moment yeah I, I just like the idea i like the idea of like putting on a live stream and yeah. then you know the the people that show up or like discover it are the people that see it and then if you missed out i mean there will be more but it kind of makes the whole experience more unique and uh more memorable for people that were there because it's like especially for like anniversaries and stuff it's like uh, kind of makes it a, a special moment mm-hmm. for sure so I was looking up uh, some stuff about you while I was researching and I found oh, a little boy. band that you may or may not heard of uh, mm-hmm. and I checked it out and I'm like holy shit this is some amazing stuff I never heard it before and I'd like to actually play it for our listeners if you don't mind sure I'm just gonna play it and then you can I know you I know you're gonna know what it is so alright I knew that was coming. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I never heard of this band. Drab Majesty, 39 by Design is the song. Can we talk yeah. about them a little bit? It's yeah. like vapor adjacent, very Depeche uh, Mode style. 
yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk about Drab. Um, I discovered them probably in like 2015, and they have been probably my favorite band of the 2010s. Just really blew my mind, especially with uh, the demonstration, the album that um, that song is from that you played. Mm. And um, while I don't really feel like they are actually vapor adjacent, um, really they're just kind of like a kind of gothic rock, dark wave, post-punk kind of band with kind of like a more ethereal, almost like shoegazy kind of influence. I I can see I can see where you'd get that from though, because they do have some tracks that can really resonate with uh, fans of vaporwave. It's very um, Atmospheric, it can be kind of trippy and uh, obviously very 80s inspired. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the drab kind of represents like my um, kind of like the taste that I grew up on, which is a lot of that like post punk stuff and, and gothy shit. And um, I shared it onto Vapor Memory because. I was like, ah, oh, this this band needs to be heard. Like, I just wanted more people to to get into Drab, and I knew the vaporwave audience uh, could find something to appreciate about about them. And yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you played that because uh, I nice. love that song. And yeah, they're definitely worth uh, checking out if you're into anything I just said. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna check out that album. What was it? The the document. Uh, it's called the demonstration. The demonstration. And, yeah, and the whole, at least for that album, the whole kind of uh, idea behind it is, it's very influenced by Heaven's Gate, the uh, weird kind of alien cult from the late '90s that uh, they all kind of like killed themselves uh, to kind of <laughs> go into the next level of human evolution, which was teleporting to uh, some kind of space station that was behind. Uh, this comet Hillbop, which was a, a comet that was um, going going across the, um, uh, the, the the atmosphere like back then, and like the crazy ass uh, cult leader who um, kind of orchestrated it all. And I think um, that album is kind of coming from multiple perspectives, but one of them is kind of as a a cult member of that cult and what it would be like if it was actually true and they actually did go to this kind of new level, you know, um, of, of human understanding, whatever that may be. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I thought, I thought the concept was pretty interesting, but the music itself is just really great. Um, I've seen them live a bunch of times and got to meet, uh, the, the guy behind it and he's, he's fucking really nice guy. And, um, yeah, big fan of Drab Majesty and, uh, their, their new album Modern Mirror is really good as well. It's it's a little more kind of like synth pop um, inspired. It's not as uh, kind of a gothic rocky, but Moody. I think that I think that actually might uh, appeal more to vaporwave fans. So I mm. recommend that one as well, which Great. is also which is also on the channel by the way. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna loop that song like for a while. <laughs> the video's tight too. The yeah, maybe yeah. that's that's the aesthetic I I saw like the vapor yeah. aesthetic. Yeah, I can see that totally. And the the video for Thirty Nine by Design is representing exactly what I'm talking about with this whole like Heaven's Gate influence. If you look into it, there's a lot of symbolism mm-hmm. regarding that, and 
the song itself is a reference to the 39 members who kill themselves. Um, yeah. So it's, it's interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So let's talk about Virtual Dream Plaza a little bit. Yeah. It's a project you're a big fan of, I believe. If you haven't heard of Virtual Dream Plaza, you've been sleeping, y'all. Totally. Let's let's talk about it. Yeah, why you like Virtual Dream Plaza. I know Telepath was a big inspiration for you in the beginning, but Yeah. Um Virtual Dream Plaza is just this epic, epic, epic project of, you know, thirty minute long kind of uh, drawn out ambient tracks with the classic telepath production style and, and looping taking something you know maybe like a 10 to 15 second loop of a song that he just fucking stretches to oblivion and i think what i love about it most is that it just really utilizes that atmosphere that he's so known for and um mm-hmm. You know he's he's he was just so prolific with this project. He unfortunately uh, doesn't release much from it now. But back in 2015, 2016, it was uh, definitely um, mind blowing. Just stumbling upon this huge, huge compilation of, of tracks that I still listen to to this day. Just kind of uh, discovering new things about it, um, listening through it, and mm-hmm. I think. Uh, it really takes that repetition that Vaporwave utilizes to it. It's maximal, and um, mm, uh, interesting. I, fucking, I love it. It's great. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, <clears throat> and his the uh, aesthetic style is like such a part of it too. Every album you, you can go through and like you you said pick up more things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So many, you listen to it, you so hear long. something new every time because while it is kind of you know very repetitious you hear the kind of similar passages throughout the entire thing um i think i find the more you listen to it the more it kind of uh reveals itself and i think that's what's so cool about that project is uh not only like the um uh, repeatability of it but i guess maybe even the mystery of it too because it's just kind Mm. of such a interesting take on um the style that he had developed and and like i said kind of pushed to its its extreme and can make some very beautiful uh kind of background music but when you really kind of just pay attention to it you really get lost in that and i've i don't know i've always uh kind of just put it on in the background when i'm doing something and then inevitably find myself just zoning out to it and, and paying attention to the, to the music instead of whatever I'm doing. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, check out virtual dream If you want to check out some of those albums, you can also check them out on vapor memory. He has a playlist. Of course. Would you, wouldn't you know it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playlist for everything boys. Yeah. No, it's truly awesome. Like, thank you i commend you once again for for doing that because some of these things are going to go away and some of them aren't really organized so it's nice to have it in such a um accessible format yeah i mean that's what i'm all about is making these things more accessible for people Mm because that's exactly how i would want to approach this if i was a new fan and uh yeah true it's it's very useful for me too when i just want to listen to it i just start the playlist and boom like i'm there and you know 
whatever whatever it takes to just make things uh, more digestible and, and understandable for people because I know it can be very overwhelming getting into this kind of music. There's just so much, you know, to go through and like it can be very disorganized, you know, and uh, making that easier for people I think is, is important. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So let's talk about uh, the LifeWire Music Festival. I know you you are partner with Dream Catalog on this festival, I believe. Tell me about it a little bit. Yeah, so um, LiveWire is actually Nicole's idea. Nicole is a collaborator with uh, Dream Catalog. He works with them. And he came up with this idea of LiveWire um, originally as kind of a radio event that happens on Vapor Memory every Friday, which he still does. Um, he actually didn't do one today, but he, he regularly kind of does it every uh, Friday at 1 p.m. where it's just like a two-hour thing where he just plays like unreleased tracks or uh, some classics from Dream Catalog and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> he came up with the idea of doing a festival um, which was, in my opinion, brilliant because it really kind of unified a lot of people together. And um, mm-hmm. so I, I really can't take any credit for, for this live wire idea. It really is all Nicole. He's the genius yeah. behind it. But he did want me to host, you know, the one of the stages because of our past uh, relationship, just working together. I've known, I've known this guy for many years. Um, he's been under a lot of different aliases. Um, and, and he's released a lot of different vaporwave albums. I don't know if people actually know that, but, uh, he, um, you know, he put together the whole thing and got all the artists together and it, it, it was great. I have really, really enjoyed the outcome of that, that festival. Um, you know, I've always wanted vapor memory to be you know, a, an outlet for those kinds of events. And I think that was one of the first really big ones to happen. And um, for it to kind of like represent that whole dream punk sound, you know, that was really exciting to me because that was the first kind of style of, of vaporwave that truly got me into this whole scene. So I know it's like it's separated a lot nowadays like many people don't really associate dream catalog and dream punk in general and, and all that music that comes out of that scene as like mm. uh, as vaporwave which i i kind of agree at this point it really has detached itself from its roots and become its own thing and um i i you know despite like despite like all the there's a lot there's a lot of like controversy surrounding dream catalog obviously due to its owner and like you know uh his his social media presence which people find like insane which i totally (laughs) can understand but i think uh you know david and i have had a really long business relationship together in terms of like promoting dream catalog and and uh you know telepath and i as well and um i think uh livewire was such an important thing for that scene in particular because I mean just look at just look at Dream Catalog now. I mean with the latest statement from from David that he's kind of uh focusing more on 
the original vision of, of Dream Catalog, which is what we all yeah. fell in love with originally, was you know the whole dream punk style. And um, I'm really, really happy to see that. You know, I think Livewire had a lot to do with that. Just seeing the potential of, not just the potential, but the the love that people had for that event and and for that kind of music, which is still you know has a lot of fans. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Livewire was great, and there will be another one for sure. Uh, Nicole is planning Livewire 2 for some time this summer, and uh, that will not be the only festival, by the way. Uh, there is a festival tomorrow that I'm doing uh, for Pure Life Music Label, which is another oh, yeah. dream punk music label that has kind of come into prominence within the last two years or so. And, you know, another just fantastic label that is putting out such great like ambient music um and you know experimental electronic music that in my opinion is just at like the forefront of, of this whole like dream kind of vapor scene uh mm-hmm. and i'm excited to ho- be hosting that as well tomorrow it's, it's going to be a two-day event uh saturday and sunday and it has a a lot of the artists from the pure life label but also some artists that have been on treating catalog as well and nice it should be uh very cool that's awesome well i hope everyone that's listening to this checked it out because it will have already passed oof <laughs> <laughs> by the time this comes out yeah i just realized that all right well Sorry. yeah it'll, it'll be it'll be up on youtube by then so you can watch it yeah yeah. Well, that's awesome um and that's super cool idea shouts out to nicole about the uh festival and the different stages hosting the different stages i know um something i've been putting together with private suite has been an events page on our website where anyone listening to this can go privatesuitemagcom slash events and see what's upcoming in the vaporwave scene as far as live streams go uh, so I'll definitely add that to that if you want to link me up because I was unaware. We're doing our best. You know, we're probably not getting everything. But uh, I mean, I don't blame you. There's been so many events happening every other day. Yeah. And uh, we post the VODs as well so people can go back and watch the videos if there are VODs. And so I put uh, the different stages, the Arcadia and Gatecrash stage links Hmm. on that page so you guys can check out those vods as well they're on youtube so i don't think they're going anywhere at least uh well maybe they will <laughs> according don't, don't, to our, yeah, don't say that our conversations <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i know like twitch the vods don't stay for longer than 30 days i think is that right i, I don't know how twitch works really yeah some something like that correct me if i'm wrong on twitter everybody but uh, big shout out to Pure Life Tapes, man. Absolutely incredible label. They've had some artists like Sangam on there, CMD094, a um, whole bunch of ones I haven't heard of, but the music is great and the aesthetic is great. Like they nail it every time on every record. It's just, I have to listen to every one they put out because of that. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's It definitely reminds me of kind of the... Uh golden age of dream catalog mm-hmm. in a sense and yeah um and, and honestly it goes beyond that because they've really they've really established their own uh style at this point and their own aesthetic they're doing their own thing and i um i'm all about it i'm very excited for tomorrow for sure oh nice man. For, for the festival that yeah. will be yeah. on youtube <laughs> when you listen to this <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and check the events page if you can't find a link. <laughs> um, um, yeah, man. Uh, no, I gotta. Uh, I gotta work on my alerts, my YouTube and Twitch alerts, because I don't. Uh, I just filter out those emails because I already get a billion fucking emails every day, you know. But I'm missing a lot of these streams when they go live, and I'm not always looking at Twitter. I get a million messages on Twitter. It's just gonna get buried. Yeah. So a lot of time. Um, you know, I'm not going to miss it. I'm I, rather, I'm going to miss it when it's live. And that's when you want to be there as we've been very clear about on this show so far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Honestly, yeah. the best Go way to, man. the best way to, uh, stay updated about all these shows is Twitter. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's, it's how I've like kind of found them all. Cause I know there's, there's some happening like every other day and yeah, you know, that's that's kind of how I, I you know I discover like oh shit there's one happening in like five minutes cool and yeah thanks in. thanks to everybody who's retweeting these shows keep it up keep up the retweets get more retweets going we need your help <laughs> yeah um on this show actually we'll take a moment I like to talk about the upcoming shows we have um on May thirty first uh, I don't <laughs> the episode may be out by then but you can check out the nocturnal warm-up session um ev.xi is going to be playing tokyo wanderer dane mare no tildy panic pop lucky talisman chevron definitely a future funk show brought to you by nightfall collective so check that out um nocturnal warm-up session okay nice. back to you my friend <laughs> sorry and you can go too if you'd like yeah yeah let me announce some stuff too um because i oh, do yeah, have please I do have some events in the works here. Um, I'm not going to like actually say what's happening because it hasn't been officially announced yet, but I do just want to hype up that there is something happening on the Vapor Memory Twitch channel uh, in June. And Mm. let's just say that Vapor Memory Twitch will be one stage um, and it will be a Vaporwave event. Uh, Ooh. And the lineup is stacked and it should be nice. re- really fun and that's happening in june i won't say when you'll probably yeah. know about it in the next like week or so yeah but, oh um, awesome man and there will be another event in july that i in particular am very much looking forward to because i will be hosting it uh yeah. and actually kind of doing commentary throughout the whole thing, which will be my first time I ever kind of do that sort of thing on my channel. Oh, nice. And, uh, that'll be really cool. I'll be, yeah, I'll be announcing more about that later when, uh, when it all comes together, but it should be a really amazing event. So look forward to more live events on vapor memory in the next few months. Awesome, man. We're all going to be so pro. Like we're going to be getting jobs doing all these live streams and stuff. Like for all these companies, like, yo, I got to do this business conference live streams. Like I can got you, man. We'll get you on Twitch. All hooked up here. Stream labs, everything you need. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. All right. Let me get back to my questions here. Do you make music? Uh, Not really. Uh, I have made music in the past, but I wouldn't call myself a musician at all. Um, no, it was just like a few attempts at, at vaporwave back in, in 2015. Uh, you, you might be able to find it somewhere. It is on the channel, but I'd rather, I'd rather just leave it, uh, anonymous. Maybe you'll, you'll learn about it. Maybe not. It's more fun to have to dig for your vaporwave. 
yeah it's a little more obvious than you think um okay some people might find it immediately but yeah uh yeah no i'm not really a musician um i do i do like dabble in, in playing bass but uh not enough to where i can like show off about it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's just more of like a, a hobby that i do and um yeah just just an avid music listener and fan mm-hmm. what uh what types of music are you listening to right now i guess because i can't trust your last fm because that's not uh or rather <laughs> the one i was looking at you know, yeah. i guess i can go to yours do you want me to link that up in the description so people can check out what you're into or what uh no because it has my real name in it but uh oh okay <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you into I, lately i could i could send you my personal one uh uh after this but cool um we'll what i'm listening in. to now uh i honestly i've been listening to a ton of fake fever which um is an artist that released an album on business casual bit uh, business casual recently mm-hmm and um really digging his stuff um it's more kind of like chill wave uh with kind of like a vapor aesthetic and um listening to this artist's name i hope i pronounce it right jorge elbrecht Uh, i don't know if that's the right pronunciation um but I, i have uploaded an album of his onto the channel within the last month or so he's kind of a um uh, it kind of like goes all over the place in terms of genre, but I would say mostly kind of like this dark wave, uh, like uh, EBM style, um, and almost industrial, and really digging his stuff. And um, I don't know; it's hard to say because I kind of go all all over the place in terms of what I listen to. I don't I don't binge too often unless it's something that just like really blows me away, and mm-hmm. that only happens every once in a while um oh uh shout out to desert sand feels warm at night uh have to give a shout out to to that artist because i've been really really getting into their music um for those who don't know they make this beautiful beautiful like kind of slush wave uh styled vapor wave which is essentially like telepath influenced vapor um very ambient very ethereal and beautiful and um within the last year or so since their release on Asura Revolver, which is a a fantastic ambient label, highly recommend them. Uh, I've just been so, so obsessed with this artist and um, looking forward to, to hearing more from them because they've kind of delved into this kind of sample free slush wave, which is, ah, it's just so awesome to hear that like someone's creating this music that, you know, like Telepath, like he creates music like his uh, his 2014-2015 style that we all that a lot of fans really love mm-hmm. is all samples, and I feel like Desert Sand takes that style and and actually creates original music with that, and it's just really cool. I love it. That's so. The reason I was laughing is because remember how I mentioned I was working on an album cover? Yeah, that's my split with Desert coming up in uh july oh sick that's awesome yeah yeah big fan uh, big fan i'm looking uh, forward to that oh thank you hopefully people like the album cover i'm making right now it's actually an insert in the vinyl you know with the lyrics and stuff cool yeah very exciting 
Um, and you got any artists that you're maybe premiering on the Vapor Memory channel or just ones you want to shout out in general? Maybe ones that need some more love or whatever. Oh, man. Uh, let me... <laughs> Give me the list. Let me just pull up I'm taking my notes. Let me just pull up my channel because there's so many... There's just so many artists I, I have to yeah. kind of remind myself. Um, let's see. All right, yeah. So some of, the, some of these names are pretty well known, but I think deserve more attention. Um, one of them being Kagami Smile. Uh, their style is so interesting to me because it kind of reminds me of like um, shoegaze music, which you know is a subgenre of alternative rock. Which very like reverbs like a uh, guitar uh, effects heavy kind of rock music, but he does it all with electronics, and it's very it's a very modern take on that s- sound, and I, I just really really enjoy what he puts out. He's been so prolific lately, putting out EPs like every other week, and I, I highly recommend checking out his stuff. It's Kagami Smile. Uh, you can. Look at his stuff on Bandcamp and my channel. Um, an artist that I actually premiered recently that I, I just discovered is uh, Eulali. E U L A. Let me. E U L A L I E. It's a this Japanese artist who creates kind of this like uh, dream poppy kind of electronic music. I don't really know how to describe it. It's it's very unique and um, really, really been enjoying her her EP that she premiered on on the channel, which is actually her first release ever. So um, definitely check that out if you're looking to hear something kind of a little um, a little experimental, but uh, very kind of atmospheric. And uh, I think a lot of Vaporwave fans will will dig it. Um, let me see here. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, this album was recently put out on um, uh, Seiko Mart, which is a mm. Japanese vaporwave label that I've loved for a long time now. Um, Big shouts out to Lumi if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. Um, Krem Rinse, uh, Planet Loria. So Krem Krem Rinse is the artist's name. Uh, Planet Loria is is the album title. Very very interesting kind of like sci-fi concept album uh very weird kind of vaporwave uh i don't even know how to describe it but when i listened to it i was like oh my god this is so cool so i highly recommend that if you kind of really like conceptual works within vaporwave that are not necessarily like your typical 80s and 90s worship it's very kind of futuristic sounding stuff um I hope I I hope I pronounce this right. I'm, the the problem with vaporwave is that like you never, or at least for me, I I don't really ever say any of these artist names like out loud. You know, I like typically know them just by reading them. Yeah. So when when you finally like say something out loud, you're like, ooh, <laughs> I hope I didn't just butcher that. Um, so uh, the artist is Ace Tantina, and the album is Temple of Null. I, I honestly don't remember how I even discovered this album, but I'm assuming I think I just found it on Bandcamp. But it is like super glitchy, um, uh, like kind of like footwork style, um, 
I don't even know if I'd call it Vaporwave, but Vaporwave fans would absolutely love this album. Um, very, very cool uh, take on the, the footwork genre, and I highly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, bro. Sure. I mean, I could do this all day. There's so many so many underrated artists, um, not just on VM, but on Bandcamp in general that I, I haven't even gotten to yet. So. so you listen to every record you upload? Not necessarily. Um, I listen to probably like more than half, uh, but the other half is like, like the way I kind of like run the channel, or at least mm-hmm. within the last couple of years, is um, I follow labels that I trust are are great curators, and you know they'll they'll put out albums, and you know I've already developed these playlists for the labels, and. You know, I have an urge. I'm like, all right, I have to like make sure these playlists are updated. You know, for anyone who's a fan of this label, whether or not I, I, you know, have even listened to the album they put out or even enjoy it, I still am kind of a completionist in that sense. I I need to have that playlist to be comprehensive. So I'll, you know, for example, like say like um, Business Casual puts out their their new album on Friday. I might have not listened to it yet, but um, I'll put it up there just because I know. Um, I mean, honestly, I trust John's taste. Like he, he's an amazing curator. Um, but I, I know someone out there will like it and eventually I will get to it and listen to it. But no, I haven't listened to everything on the channel. I feel like it would take a lifetime to do so as much music as I listen to. I don't, I don't spend 18 hours a day, you know, listening to music. Yeah, for sure. We're not Mr. Fantano over here. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so who in Vaporwave inspires you? Who are some of your favorite people in the community? So originally I would say, you know, um, HKE and Telepath, they definitely inspired me the most, um, back in like 2014, 2015, obviously, um, a lot of things have changed since then. And I wouldn't really say they represent the Vaporwave community, um, anymore, but I guess in a modern sense, who inspires me? Um, uh, definitely, um, I know he's kind of vapor adjacent, but what George Clanton does with 100% Electronica inspires me mm. a lot. I think he is really doing an amazing thing with uh, his whole like enterprise. Like he's really taking it to new heights, especially with those festivals last year. Um, really bringing the community together. Um, who else? Maybe uh, my earlier shout out, uh, Desert Sand, inspires me because it kind of proves to me that um, someone other than Telepath can kind of uh, recreate that sound and make it worthwhile. And through him, I kind of discovered other labels like Global Pattern who are doing an excellent job curating that sound. And uh, I'm, I'm realizing myself that there's a lot of actual great slush wave artists out there. Um, and that kind of style is one of my favorites. So. I think um, any any kind of a big name in that scene is an influence to me. Mm-hmm. Um, big shout out to Global Pattern, one of my favorite labels right now for sure. Yeah, putting out those monthly releases, those monthly bundles. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. They they're doing so a great good. job. Excellent curation, Tim Six. You're the man. Yeah, um, all the artists on. Uh, Virtual Dream Plaza too. I mean, I love Telepath's label. I think it's it's um, honestly underrated. I don't really see a lot of people um, 
giving it the praise that they do telepaths own music but uh, a lot of the artists on there especially like uh shout out to origami girl yeah some really really beautiful music from uh, who was once originally uh 8x nights on dream catalog really great artist um uh also <laughs> i'm just giving shout outs now uh shout out to lilith, it, lilith twin um a very underrated artist in my opinion from from the dream catalog camp who makes the most unique fucking music that is like just uh, just crazy i can't i can't even describe it to you oh you just have to check it out for yourself lilith um, twin lilith twin yeah okay um let's see i'm trying to th- think here because like there's there's honestly so many artists that inspire me in so many little ways uh and i could spend a while naming all of them but uh oh um how could i forget uh mr dan mason himself uh dan mason is is fucking i i just really love this whole kind of vaporwave 2 thing (laughs) where artists are now using vocals over their their tunes and, and kind of utilizing you know, um, synth pop kind of traits and mixing it with vaporwave. I really enjoy that. Um, another artist who has been doing that. I mean, you could just straight up call it synth pop, but you know, they're kind of vapor adjacent or at least part of the scene is a uh, male tears. Another great artist that's on, um, business casual. They put out a few releases also known as Flores. Yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that. I mean, I, I'm just really inspired by people who take Vaporwave to kind of new heights, like changing the game up a little bit. Because while I've always, you know, I always love the classics, I always love that, you know, traditional sound that is carried on throughout the years. And it's the it's the artists that kind of take it to a new level and mix it with other styles and and kind of like transform the whole thing that that get me really excited and inspire me which is you know mm-hmm. why what hke and telepath what they were doing back in the day i mean it's it's exactly that they with dream punk like they were they were creating things and, and making vaporwave into something that i didn't even know vaporwave could be and i was like oh wow like vaporwave you know as ambiguous as it as it is sometimes i think everyone kind of has their own vision of what it could be in their definition uh to me personally if you're gonna ask is it's it's more of like a scene than a genre yeah for sure i think that's uh, a great way to put it yeah i think vaporwave maybe first started out as a genre um because it was very it was a little one-dimensional in its idea you know let's take a sample uh edit it chop and screw it release it anonymously with some kind of aesthetic that you know um is reminiscent of 80s and 90s kind of uh, early technology or, or or virtual reality in general um that kind of like early internet era but it's evolved so much that it's really it's really challenging to to label everything vaporwave it's like what connects it all musically you know um especially when you you delve into the original stuff like the stuff that doesn't even use samples like is that even vaporwave or is it just you know ambient or techno or whatever um and i think what connects it all isn't necessarily the uh the production style or like the the music of it it's it's more the community that consumes it and and who it's marketed to and mm-hmm. and who 
appreciates it and resonates with it. And I think the vaporwave community is the genre itself or is the, is what vaporwave, you know, it sets out to be. It's like this internet scene that, uh, appreciates experimental music, you know, obscure underground music. And, um, uh, that's, you know, that's who I cater to. That's who I, that's, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I belong to that kind of scene. Um, not to any kind of any scene in particular, like not the classic style not the dream punk, not future funk, but like all of it, like this whole kind of collaborative effort to create, you know, something different, something new, something weird. And, uh, I kind of, I kind of went on a tangent there. I don't even remember what I was answering, but no, you're, uh, you're an inspiration to us all. I think, my friend. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Oh, thanks, Indy. So are you? Uh, no, man. It's people <laughs> like you. It's like we're all inspired by each other, right? Yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. I think vaporwave inspires everyone within it, and it's created this space where any kind of bedroom producer or amateur artist can, you know, get involved and learn how to use a DAW and, you know, explore that and get listened to and be, and have an audience. And I think that's an amazing thing because it allows this opportunity for creativity that you don't really see in a lot of other scenes, you know, everyone, all these other scenes, you know, uh, particularly like in the EDM world, let's say, have very specific rules on what defines that scene or that genre. Mm. And I think Vaporwave has made a strong effort to keep it ambiguous, keep it vague, so that, you know, people, anyone can participate and, and make their own thing and have their own take on it. And the the scene appreciates it and gets involved and like, supports it most importantly and um that you know growth um inspires so many new artists and so many potential you know albums that could you know not only be just like a great listen but could change lives i mean music is such a powerful thing and it's changed my life and i know i know it has that potential to change other people's lives and mm-hmm. uh, a scene like vaporwave it really, um, <laughs> it really capitalizes on that. Let's say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So going through so much music, you know, big music, big artists, small artists of all sizes. Do you have any? I'm sure you have a lot of knowledge and foresight into my next question. Advice for anyone trying to get into the vaporwave scene, make new music, anything like that. Yeah. So uh, step one make the music step two <laughs> uh no but uh if you want to if you want to get involved you know make music and and have people listen to it really it's just about you know uh be, being a fan you know if, if you're a fan of this kind of music that's that's really the biggest step because what I've seen in the last, you know, ever since I've gotten into this genre is that the majority of the artists who are involved, you know, started out as fans and they were inspired by an artist and decided to make their own album, put it on Bandcamp, you know, make a Twitter account and 
just kind of like network and talk with people and like share their music and get involved in online communities um, to kind of like, you know, spread their stuff around. And I guess my, my biggest advice for anyone trying to get more people to, to hear their stuff is, um, you know, obviously utilize a channel like, like Vapor Memory. Like I'm, that's all I love sharing, you know, undiscovered things and I'm open to, uh, you know, giving that platform to anyone who wants to, wants to, uh, reach more ears. And, um, obviously labels have always been a tool that artists utilize and within Vaporwave specifically, it's a little more accessible because there's so many kind of, uh, smaller labels going around that, you know, they actually listen to their demos and will respond back to you. Um, I think a lot of, um, these new artists kind of uh, uh, shoot their shoot their shot a little too too far and try to send it to like a big label, thinking like oh like that's the way to success. But it it really isn't about that. Like you you should really utilize these smaller platforms, these smaller labels, because I mean those are the labels who are actually going to be you know listening to their demos and promoting your stuff and the the hardcore vaporwave fans will be listening and will appreciate your work and that's kind of how you work from the ground up like you you start with those small labels you know you you get your stuff out there you kind of make your name known to the hardcore audience and the hardcore audience itself will spread your work i mean that's the beauty of it like these there's a lot of people who are huge music fans who will hear something they love, they'll buy the cassette or whatever and, and they'll talk about it on Twitter and, you know, they'll they'll do their promotion for you. And um, I think artists need to utilize that more and um, mm. kind of, like, realize that, like, uh, you know, with something like Vaporwave, it's like you're not trying to be successful. You're, it's, that's not the, the point of it. You're, the whole point is just to kind of get your, get your music out there and, like, have it be heard and... Um, that can that can be done by utilizing these small labels who would absolutely love more submissions i know um they're hungry for for some good music so nice and so your stream is that the upcoming friday which would be the 5th of june which stream your stream where you take people's music submissions um oh oh um you mean vapor realm live yeah uh, yeah, it's going to be, it was, so it would be uh, not next Friday, but the Friday after that. Um, so not June 5th, but uh, I don't know, I'd have to look at a calendar, but it's it's the Friday after June 5th. Um, It'll be the 12th. We, we, okay, yeah, the 12th. Um, <laughs> and that, that oh yeah, great great point, Andy. That is another, another way to get people to hear your music. And uh, I know Mike will be, he's going to be a little overwhelmed by, submissions because usually he gets about maybe like 10 to 12 and then we do our thing every other week but if he gets like <laughs> if, if, you, if you guys send him like a ton like we might not be able to play it all in one session but just know yeah. that eventually we will put it out there and and uh, broadcast it on the live stream and you know that's that's a great way to um get your music heard because there is a uh, small but dedicated audience for that stream um myself included and nice uh definitely utilize that that's that's the whole point of it is to help out these these small artists who want their music to be heard 
and not even just your music. Like if you want to share something that you're just interested in, like say you discovered a small artist and you want more people to hear it, play, you know, send that album in and, and have it played on the live stream. That's a great way to help out, you know, an artist that you're into. And, um, yeah, like the, cool. I want to fucking just, my channel is yours. You know, it's, I, I just want everyone in the scene to know like this, this platform that I've made, which is insane. Like I, I, <laughs> I never knew that uh, this channel would be as kind of popular as it's become. But n now that we're at this point here, it's like I, I want this to, to be a tool for all of you guys, like to share your music so people can hear it because that's what this is all about. All right. Yeah, so for sure. So join the Vapor Realm Discord and message American Spy. Yeah. That's the way people... Okay, we talked about labels a lot. Uh, let's just d jump through a couple of maybe smaller labels that you like that uh, you know aren't getting as much notoriety as they should. Sure. Um, yeah. Let me let me pull up once pull again up. some things so I can have a reference. I can I can name a few off the top of my head. Um, uh, one that I don't know I don't know if it's like small or not if people know about it or not but I just feel like it's worth a shout out um, Nightlight Tapes really great label that um, kind of originally started out putting a lot of like late night lo-fi kind of style vaporwave but has since gone into the more ambient realm um, that's a really great label with a lot of quality releases um, they put out a Desert Sand release yeah they did um Let's see. Uh, I have to give a shout out to um, Acer Revolver. Again, I'm not sure how if they're really considered a small label, but absolutely one of my favorites in terms of ambient music. If you're into ambient, they're one of the best. Um, so definitely check them out. They uh, also put out Desert Sand album. Yeah, you're <laughs> noticing a pattern there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they also did the Tomorrow 2096, I think it is, remix album. That had like a shit ton of different uh, vinyl variations and stuff. Like that was super cool. Sir Revolver. Yeah, that's that, the that that's the too. Desert Sand album that kind of got me into that project. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, nice. Shouts out to uh, Rosette if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Some uh, another dream punk label villain. Got a shout yes. out. Um, Villain's been putting out some fantastic releases in the last uh, year or so, and I've kind of I've kind of late to the game. I I discovered them probably like four or five months ago mm -hmm. uh, after people were like, "Why aren't you uploading this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Uploading what?" And then they send it to me, and I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I should be sharing this." Um, so shout yeah, out, shout different. out to Villain doing their thing. Um, Villain is super cool. Just to talk about them for a sec, like yeah, they have the different series of albums. Mm -hmm. First, it was their own stuff, and then uh, Void, I think they called it, and then they had the Mana series, and now they're they're doing like other people's music now. They're very um, very much evolving and expanding as we speak. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, a label that's growing into something that should be uh paid attention to mm -hmm. yeah. and aren't you uh because i don't believe they're on dream catalog but they're on the lifewire stream is that right yeah um villain actually made 
a, a set for the event. It was very last minute, um, but I think it was actually made for... They, they do like these like uh, episodes that they stream on their own platform. Um, I'm not sure how long they've been doing that, but... Uh, Since what, the first record, actually, they did oh, okay. a, a DVD. Oh, nice. Yeah, so yeah. one of the... Uh, the the set that was played at um, Livewire is one of their episodes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see them on there for sure. Yeah. And I imagine lots more to come from Villain in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, Who see. else we got? Yeah, there's so many. So many. Give me, uh, give me a couple more. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier Dream... Uh, museum records that's a mm. label that i discovered not too long ago and i i um, really enjoy the stuff they've been putting out um so shout out to dream museum records let's see if i can find more it's hard to remember all of these yeah that stream is live right now i want to watch it yeah yeah i didn't even know about that nights at the museum stream on dream museum records uh, twitch.tv slash dream museum records got some people in the chat oh ds dude what's going on buddy there's a there's a record label that i like discovered recently called um i think they're called vaporwave tapes brazil and um i there's a few albums on there that i've uploaded to vapor memory or plan on uploading i don't know if i've actually done it yet but it's kind of a oh okay aqua aqua blanca aqua blanca um, yeah so that label i i mean i i'm naming off a lot of labels that i've recently discovered um but yeah i've really enjoying the music they're putting out um particularly this one album I forget what it's called let me look uh reverse osmosis by was that by sword uh your discovery your discovery oh yeah man yeah. i fucking I have that tape. I loop that tape all the time. Yeah, that, that album's really good, and I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, the curation going on over there. And yeah, Soar put out an album on that, and it's also really good. So go ahead and check out Soar, uh, A New Era, on, on Aqua Blanca. Yeah. Shout out to them. Massive. Um, and let me find one more for you. Okay. I'm literally just looking through my Twitter follows. Yeah, man. Take your time. Alright. I'm just gonna go with uh all right. I just I was trying to pick like one that really deserves a shout out. Um and the one that comes to mind that Alright. So the one label that uh really deserves a shout out that I don't really see anyone talking about is Anne Options. Oh yeah. Um, Fucking Yeah, they've been around for time too. Yeah, they've been around for a while, and I remember the uh, the owner of the label reached out to me about putting more albums of theirs on on the channel because they weren't really getting like too much attention. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, totally help you out. And I hadn't really ever explored their label, but um, when I was uploading, you know, their their catalog, I was listening. And I was like, oh man, yeah, this this definitely needs more listeners. So. Check out andoptions.bandcamp.com. Um, some very interesting releases there, uh, spanning from like ambient to uh, like IDM, and um, kind of just like a little of everything. But uh, 
Very interesting label. Super dope label, man. They need more love. Definitely check them out, everybody. They're from Toronto, too, so got to support those Canadians. Nice. Fellow, fellow Canadians. They put out tapes, tons of tapes, a lot of great artists on there, Slime Domain, Light Bending In. What else we got? Let me just look. They got CMD094. Um, again, again. They got uh, Vagrant. Vagrant is a really great ambient artist. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, check them out, everybody. Yeah. And options.bandcamp.com. All right, my friend. Well, that's uh, that's all my questions. <laughs> I don't know if you have anything you want to talk about while you're here, like an opportunity to talk to your fans and whatnot on a massive scale. <laughs> um, well, to my to the listeners of Vapor Memory out there, I wouldn't really call them fans, but just anyone who yeah. who listens to the channel and uses it and and you know finds finds it useful. Thank you so much for for listening and supporting the artists by by listening and you know uh, you guys all the all the you know positive feedback I've gotten from doing this project has not only inspired me to continue but has given has given me a lot of uh, a lot of meaning within my own life and has kind of uh, it's just made me so happy and I feel like especially at econ one and two last year meeting a lot of people who came up to me and were just saying the nicest things and like treating me like i'm you know treating me like i'm some kind of celebrity which is absurd because i'm just some guy who has a youtube channel who uploads music it's it's incredibly humbling to hear that you know signing shit and it yeah like i i just can't i i still can't even believe it you know um and thank you, just thank you so much for, for just all the nice things you you say and 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 do and and for the support because really like Vapor Memory wouldn't, I mean, without its audience, without people actually using the channel and discovering the music, like it, it, there would be no point to it. So, uh, you guys are, are the reason why I do this, you know, for free, for no money at all, and. And just uh, for the for the joy of spreading the music and spreading the love and and creating a an easier way for for everyone to discover their next favorite artist. So um, thank you for changing my life for real. It's been um, quite a journey the last five years. Um, I'm going to be having. I mean, I might as well announce it here. I feel like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just announce it now that um, Vapor Memory has its fifth anniversary. Uh, July 11th. I never, never thought that I'd still be doing this, you know, five years, you know, later. Um, I didn't even think it would turn into anything. You know, it was simply just an outlet for me, you know, during hard times in my life to escape and, and, and get lost in the music, just like all of you do. And to see, you know, how it affects others in the same way, you know, it, it affected me and how, you know, that's how we can connect it's just it's just such a beautiful thing and um the anniversary anniversary coming up will be a celebration of that and expect very big things on july 11th july 11th what a crazy big milestone five fucking years man congratulations thank you thank you it it really is wild um (laughs) i i'm just blown away by it all 
And I definitely will be doing this for the next five years, if not the rest of my life in some way or another. Yeah. Um, just because it gives, it just gives me a purpose. Like I, (laughs) I feel like sharing music is just how I connect with the world. And through vapor memory, through, through vapor memory, I have kind of finally discovered a medium in which I can do that and kind of, uh, feel, feel connected to not just, uh, the world but to myself in a way and uh mm-hmm. i couldn't have i couldn't have done that without without you guys so thank awesome you. that's awesome man well we appreciate you let me tell you i can't even of- I, I can't even imagine how some people feel about you like you really do a lot of a lot of great stuff for the community and people really love you out there dude a lot of love going around <laughs> yeah appreciate it and you know right back at you for real this the scene is has given me so much, and um, you know it's uh, it's a mutual relationship of of, of give and return mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the love and support and appreciation we all have for for this art and uh, this language yeah. that truly connects us in ways that um, you know nothing else does. So. You said it, man. You said it. Well, I'll leave, we'll, leave, I'll, we'll, we'll leave it on that note, man. That was a great, uh, great soundbite. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Dude, Indy, thank you so much, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Again, it's, I, I've never done an interview as Vapor Memory before. I never thought I ever would. Um, but when you reached out to me a while back and, you know, I, I kind of discovered Private Life Suite, I instantly Private thought... Suite, <laughs> sorry sorry we'll, we'll rebrand I, it hashtag uh, private life suite <laughs> private suite mag my bad i got four hours of sleep last night but um when i just when i discovered the magazine yeah. i was like this is this is definitely um if i were to ever do something like this this would be the perfect outlet for that because this is I, I really view you guys as like uh just as important, if not more important than what I do um, to the community for the community. Like you really like, it's super, super impressive what you guys do and have, and what you guys put together. Um, and to be a part of that, you know, even if it's just like a, an interview or whatever, it's, I'm honored. I really am. And I'm glad that this is the, the first like time I ever kind of use my voice and talk to, talk to the the scene or whatever mm-hmm. um with the through this channel because it's it's uh definitely it's just the the shit man you yeah. guys are awesome awesome man well thank you so much <laughs> for uh working up the courage even if i fucked up the name <laughs> maybe i'll fix it maybe i won't we'll see <laughs> all right bro well take care have a great rest of your night and we will talk to you soon all right man thanks bud all the best Peace. Cheers. Hello again. Thank you for tuning into the whole episode. We appreciate you. Follow Vapor Memory on YouTube and Twitter and join the Discord, the Vapor Realm. We'll have a link to it in the description. Vapor Memory, keep kicking ass out there and looking forward to what's going on in the future and your announcement coming up in later July. 
for Private Suite, check out our website, privatesuitemag.com. We've got a sweet new events page up on there that's tracking all the latest pop-in Vaporwave live streaming events and past ones as well. So if you want to check out a link to a VOD, to something that already happened that you missed, you can go there and just to keep track of what's upcoming and all of that. And a big, big thanks to all the listeners that are listening right now and have been listening for the months that I've been working on this show and uh, those of you that have been following with me along on this journey. You guys mean the world to me and uh, thank you so much. We're going to leave you with a couple tracks selected by our very own Vapor Memory. The first is going to be Fake Fever's Dirty Plastic. Cheers.
Up next, we got Lilith Twins, Episode 3, Love Exposure.
next, we have a track by Desert Sand, Feels Warm at Night. This one, Google translates to Yarasu's Love.
Next up, we have Wasteland Pursuit by Cream Rinse.
lastly, we have Tower of the Sun, Ghost Dimension. Uh, the song is called Lost. Now, if you like this song, check out towerofthesun.bandcamp.com because they haven't released a record since 2018. And they just released this new one, Reset, in March on Seiko Mart. So definitely check them out if you like this track. Big thanks to Vapor Memory again for coming on the show. All right, everybody. Take care. <laughs>